All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Prevention Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Caro, and as always, we are recording in Boise, Idaho on the traditional lands of the Bannock and Shoshone people. The second season, we are centering all of our discussions around school-based prevention efforts, and we've had different people relating to that kind of come on the podcast and talk about the work they're doing. So we've had like counselors, teachers, coaches, but for this episode, we are bringing in Aubrey. She is a wonderful WCA youth rep, and she'll get more into what that is, but she is a current junior at Bora High School, and I'm just so glad to have her here and hear her perspective. So welcome, Aubrey. Thank you so much. It's so glad to be here. Yeah. So can you just introduce yourself to the audience and talk about how you got to be involved with WCA? Yeah. So like you said, my name is is Aubrey. I'm a junior at Bora. And so at Bora, we have just like a little college and career kind of school classroom. And my teacher, my counselor posted just like a little thing about WCA. And I recognized the name just because my family, um, we like did our best. Like we volunteered a little bit when I was a lot younger. And so and I, I have some personal experience with friends and family and all that kind of stuff. And I really wanted to get involved after, especially after researching kind of like what everything was all about, because it had been a long time since I had like looked into that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I applied and it's like this is my first year. But it's been it's been a really great year and we've been doing some like solid things in the schools, especially really recently. Mm-hmm. And so it's been good. Yeah. And you're in the youth rep program. Can you tell the audience more or just about what the purpose of the youth reps is and some recent things you've been up to? Yeah. So the WCA youth rep program, REP um, stands for Relationship Education Program. And so the youth reps are all about educating and preventing, you know, sexual and domestic violence and so we're just uh, like we have um, a couple of the employees here that kind of lead our group, but we have um, about ten of us, I think, that is just um, from schools all around the valley, especially in the Boise School District. But we're trying to kind of branch out as much as we can to get more perspectives from people around the valley, um, and we have been doing kind of events all year and just kind of getting out there and educating people especially our peers so that's Mm -hmm. what we're all about we want to help people especially our age because yeah yeah you get to the core of like a lot of what the prevention department you know like a lot of what our like mission and vision is is thinking you know you know if we can like educate people on how to be in healthy relationships and you know show up better for each other ideally we can like prevent violence from a very young age yeah and and so doing that for your peers is really cool yeah teenagers obviously this is like around the age when people are starting to get into like kind of romantic relationships obviously Mm -hmm. happens in all sorts of relationships but um it's really important that like as we're kind of becoming aware and growing up that we get there because obviously it's a it's a rough topic and so it's important like as people grow up to kind of learn about it it's a little Mm -hmm. bit of a rough topic when we're younger as we become more aware of kind of what the world's like and as we're headed into adulthood Mm -hmm. it's really important that kind of are aware and have resources and so that's what our group is all about yeah and you guys have been up to some really cool things for i know denim day and teen dating violence awareness month 
Can you tell us what you're working on right now? Yeah. So in the past, we've done a couple of events. We did a Let Love Bloom event around downtown Boise, kind of handing out flowers and just asking people kind of questions about healthy relationships. And then this month, April was Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And so recently we had um, at my school at Bora, we had a denim day like table and we had people come and make denim patches for denim day on Wednesday and we like talked about the story behind denim day and so as it's coming up on Wednesday we do have an event at one of the um, places nearby that works with mental health a lot Boise Brickhouse Mm -hmm. we have an event there where we're going to kind of do something similar with denim patches and then um, after that we're going to do a take back the night walk just to kind of support survivors and that's kind of that's a national movement kind of talking about making sure people feel safe walking at night mm-hmm. and so we're going to do something like that on Wednesday as well for denim day oh very cool yeah no that's so cool that you're doing that at Bora High School and um you're doing it like during like class like during school right yeah so I've had personally I've been able to present in um a couple of classes um I I have a great teacher Mrs. Thompson um she's my sociology teacher and I'm currently her TA um who has allowed me to go in for teen day and violence awareness month she let me present to her classes about it and kind of talk to them about um, what that was and kind of resources and we had like discussions and we played like a little game to get us talking and so we've been really wanting to get more things happening at Bora because COVID especially kind of shut everything down and there was some stuff happening in the Boise school district but COVID kind of stopped all that and so we've been really trying to kind of reestablish that especially because we have so many youth reps at Bora We've been trying to reestablish kind of stuff like that. And so we're doing our best to get um, to get some stuff rolling there. Nice. How has that been received by the people who, you know, I know there's other youth reps at Bora and other schools, but people who aren't, you know, in the thick of it, having conversations about this on the regular, like how have they like received y'all's like events and efforts to like have conversations about like dating violence and denim day? A lot of people have been really supportive. We got um, a lot of people that came to our little table um, at lunch, which was really exciting. We didn't know how many people were going to see Mm -hmm. us or want to know what was happening, but we had a lot of people and we just, in general, people have been really good and receptive about it. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of bad experiences with it and everyone just kind of seems to want to know more, which is exactly what we want. We want people to be like not necessarily excited but like ready to learn right about open. what's happening yeah open yeah that's so good to hear and I definitely I think it's a great idea y'all are doing it like during school hours like in a school building and really starting to normalize those conversations about topics that can be hard to like create spaces for to have conversations about so that's so cool yeah and it makes it a lot easier because it's not something like after school that people have to attend while we do those events like outside of school just in general for Mm -hmm. the youth reps but it's really nice to have stuff that's going on in school that people can participate in in case they can't go for whatever reason Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome where do you see violence in your school community and maybe like why do you see a need for conversations about violence and violence prevention you know like denim day is so important for many reasons but where else do you see a need for conversations about these sort of topics unfortunately i see it a lot um 
it's honestly very casual where people where people will mention kind of things I'm like oh we need to talk about that more because I don't think you do realize like how Mm -hmm. how bad that is and like that's like abusive behavior toxic behavior and so I like I see it in classrooms a lot and um Mrs. Thompson my sociology teacher like I said she Mm -hmm. has created like a wonderful space in there to where we can be open but I have seen just because of like the topics in that class a lot of um talk about that kind of stuff where it's just kind of like offhanded and like that maybe they don't realize Mm. kind of what they are actually experiencing like oh yeah my boyfriend did this and just kind of moving on I'm just like oh I feel like that's something that needs to maybe be talked about with a professional like or a counselor because that's not just something that's like normal in a relationship and so Mm -hmm. it's very sad but like I see it a lot or people like even just like my friends will like tell stories I'm just like okay like this happened in the past and I like I didn't recognize that time and you didn't recognize at the time because we were a lot younger but you know like that's that's not good behavior Mm -hmm. and we need to really like avoid that and like notice what's going on it's it's very common and I think it's kind of romanticized a lot of Mm. it in media Mm-hmm. A lot of like toxic things and abusive things kind of thing or just negative portrayals in media is like mm-hmm. very common. A lot of people have like looked for that in relationships and even in friends and it's become very problematic. Yeah, I'd agree. And even, you know, like a lot of these like normalized like or normalized like ways that we like accept unhealthy behaviors in relationships like we can get a little bit of a glimpse of that through casual conversations and the ways it does come up like super offhandedly at times. Mm -hmm. And also at the same time, we see it right in front of us in certain TV shows or movies. Um, You know, like there's a lot of talk about euphoria and how like a lot of unhealthy, you know, romantic relationship behavior is like being shown on that in ways that doesn't really condemn it. It leaves a little bit up to the imagination. And so we're definitely seeing it like displayed right in front of us where we can romanticize it if like we're not taking a critical approach to it or it can be easy to you know like not think super critically about it but really there are deeper like meanings there so I'm, I'm with you yeah it's really important that we don't hide these topics but it's also really important that we look negatively at these kind of traits that we are seeing in people rather than actually romanticizing them and like looking for mm-hmm. that because it's not healthy for any of us and it becomes a really it can become a really unsafe position for someone to be in so like when you hear or when you when people hear peers classmates friends like talking about these kind of things and you know maybe like we're not taking a super critical approach for it how do you think we can begin to have conversations where we address what we're seeing, whether it be, you know, a friend talking about their dating partner or talking about another friendship or even like, you know, like you said, like romanticizing abusive behavior that we see in TVs or podcasts. How can we start to really shift that conversation? Yeah, I think it's really important that obviously we just talk to them, but not in a way where it's like, oh, you're so bad. Like you aren't recognizing this, but kind of in a like, hey, I'm looking out for you. This looks like it could be like a toxic or abusive relationship. Can you tell me what's going on? Kind of Mm -hmm. like making sure that it's not like a blaming them conversation because it's never their fault. It's never the victim's fault for getting this situation. And it's really, really hard for them to get out. And it's just not going to be beneficial for them if they're being told all this negative stuff about them Mm -hmm. getting involved in it. 
um, it's really important that we just kind of, we just, we normalize talking about it, but it's, there's a very like thin line where it's like, you can't, it's, it shouldn't be like offhand in comments where you don't realize it just needs to be like an informed kind of conversation. And there needs to be an approach that is like very kind and willing to help. Mm -hmm. And I think like making space to listen as well, you know, like knowing like how to ask like open-ended questions and listening to your like friend, partner, whoever it is. And of course, like never victim blaming but you know even letting them know like their services it could be connected to like you're a resource you know like listening and supporting them in that moment and then also like in the long run as well like not like withdrawing that support automatically yeah of course it's really important that there's that continued support and that that isn't taken away from them and I think it's really important that not only friends do that but kind of like other family members and teachers and all that kind like all those kind of people Mm -hmm. that can recognize those signs it's really just important that we have that conversation with someone just really talking about that I know personally like it's always looking back on it it's like oh this was like there's all these red flags and it can be like I can beat myself up over that for not recognizing that I know my friends have beaten themselves up over that for not recognizing it in their relationships Mm -hmm. and so it's just really important to think about like it's not your fault it's not the victim's fault it's it's good to talk about that kind of like if there's a pattern like Mm -hmm. what you're seeing I've had to have those conversations with my friends where it's just kind of like okay this is what I'm noticing with this person like let's make sure that everything in this situation is safe yeah 100 percent, and like you know even giving language to you know name and pinpoint red flags can be super helpful mm-hmm. you know like we're seeing a behavior happening and we're not sure how to feel about it but having conversations with someone who maybe has a different knowledge skill set or knows a little bit differently or even just like has a word for that where it's like yeah like that is kind of concerning that sounds a little bit like gaslighting or it sounds very manipulative or like, Oh, like sounds very coercive. Like having a language to put these things where it's like, Oh, once we can name it, we have power over it to make, make a changes or. Yeah. I think a big part of people being educated about it is like people knowing that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. It's really common, which is obviously so, so unfortunate. Yeah. And beyond peer to peer conversations that, you know, clearly can like make a difference and carry weight. Where do you see or do you see spaces like in schools to have conversations about these with trusted adults, teachers or counselors? Yeah, I think a lot of the time it's very intimidating for people to kind of go to an adult at, like, at school or even like family members. Mm-hmm. But um, like those authorities, I think it can be very intimidating because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, well, like they're going to have to like report it and I don't know like I don't know how that's going to affect me in this situation mm-hmm. which is totally understandable um but kind of like creating that environment is just really important because a lot of people are too scared to um to speak up just because of reactions and also how that may affect them in the future yeah and it's just it's really important that um that teachers kind of create that that um, area for them to do that. And I think going to a counselor can be really scary for people, but they're there for a reason. Um, it's really, I know personally it's really helpful when my teachers are like kind of personable, not necessarily a friend to me, but just someone I can trust. Um, 
things like groups we've talked in um, our in youth reps before about possibly creating a a healthy relationships like group at our school to kind of talk about topics like this and kind of promote healthy Mm -hmm. relationships and I think things like that or the um, sources of strength group that I know is happening at South is another really great like way just like having those kind of groups of people um, that are like there to help and kind of have a little bit more knowledge than maybe the average Mm -hmm. person and hopefully getting it to where a lot more people have that knowledge. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, the importance of counselors and teachers creating that space. How would you describe that space and how would you recommend individual teachers go about creating that? Like, what does that space feel like? What does it look like? I think it really does just depend on each first of all student and each teacher, like how that is created and how that feels. I know Mm -hmm. personally, just teachers that truly do care, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're asking like, like how you are or like if they notice something's off I know like it Mm -hmm. was really nice when one of my teachers was like hey you aren't like turning your homework like you usually do like is something going on like do you need help are you okay like I know that really helped me Mm -hmm. um but just in general and I think it's important that you know teachers do show that they do care about their students and Mm they're like a judgment-free zone it feels very like freeing and like a non-judgment zone in those classrooms and those teachers have successfully done that yeah like taking time to build relationships like with different students and you know it is hard when you have like four or five classes of 20 30 students but through small conversations and you know little like bits of talking here and there like like that personal attention and like effort to like get to know one another does matter I'd say as well yeah it's really hard because especially in high school in high school classrooms they have like a couple hundred students usually Mm -hmm. um every day and so it's it's hard to do that for every person but another aspect of this is just like students just kind of helping each other when they hear stuff like Mm -hmm helping them find resources and helping them talk to the counselor. Like even like I've gone with people to talk to them, not even necessarily about this, but just generally it can help to have that kind of support just because it can be scary to go and talk to a teacher about anything, but especially topics like sexual assault or harassment. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know we've touched a lot on like, you know, the, the value of like peer relationships and, you know, using those conversations with our friends to talk about these things, normalize it. And, you know, we talked about the importance of having like spaces and informalized groups to talk about it and, you know, building relationships with teachers and students. I think like last question then, like beyond, beyond these things, which are all like have a lot of merit and can make a huge difference. What do you wish like parents, school staff, teachers knew about how they can, you know, assist young people in preventing violence and creating schools where people aren't having to worry about this and where these schools can be resources to students? Yeah, I think it's just important that, first of all, everyone is educated. I think a lot of parents truly don't understand. And I know some parents can just because of that have some sort of negative reaction and kind of the victim blaming Mm -hmm. or, you know, they've created an environment that doesn't feel safe. But it's just, it's really important that parents do like educate themselves at at all ages. It's just important that they, they do know what is going on and just make sure they don't need to know everything that's going on like a kid's life obviously but just kind of like 
doing similar to what I was saying with teachers, like just like checking in, like because that's kind of their job is just like make sure their kids are okay and like getting along in the in the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And I love what you said about you know caring for your kid, for your student, or for like any young person in your life is you know staying informed about like what's going on in their life, like. Uh, about trends that we see with like dating violence or just violence in general, even as small as like knowing things they're interested in and like being able to build that relationship. And at the same time, you know, having those boundaries, like you said, they don't have to know every little thing, but they know enough about you and about the topics at hand to like be informed and, you know, be a resource when needed. Also something I just thought of is just kind of um, like showing those healthy relationships, Mm. you know, Like, it can be really hard for people who have grown up kind of witnessing those toxic relationships, and that kind of goes back to the um, romanticizing of unhealthy relationships when they've grown up seeing that. And so doing your best to kind of show them um, what they deserve and make sure they know that they deserve love and respect and everything, like that they deserve a healthy relationship and... Mm-hmm. especially if you know that they have witnessed that kind of talking to them about it and making sure they know that that isn't okay behavior mm-hmm. yeah like modeling like not only healthy relationships but you know like self-respect like you are worthy of safe and healthy relationships and like modeling that or having conversations about that just making sure that's communicated yeah exactly oh that's so good thank you so much Aubrey and thank you again for just coming on and sharing your perspective I really appreciate you thank you so much for inviting me this was really fun <laughs>